I love you. Welcome back to the couch, potatoes. I, I was not expecting to just jump right into the recording. <laughs> I surprised you with it. <laughs> Ninja click. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Welcome back mm, to the couch potatoes. They're everywhere. You <laughs> said that. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch. Yes. And it is a podcast about movies and TV. Yes. This is the potato pit. Here we are again from Don Callahan and Mike Hamilton. That's We've right. got a very sad one today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's sad for many reasons because I was I was very excited because it's an Audrey Hepburn film, mm. and I think I'm on record on this podcast before saying that Audrey Hepburn is my favorite actor, favorite uh-huh. female actor. I will say, yeah, um, I'm sure I have a male actor out there who I probably like more. I just I can't even I think of one. I love I Audrey think, Hepburn. Like yeah. she's she's everything. Like there was a moment in my young adult life where I was sneaking a lot of Audrey Hepburn films because I thought it was weird that I was enjoying <laughs> so many rom coms. I mean, they're not all rom-coms, just romances right. in general. But, like, I was loving it. And then I got to college, and she was a very soothing thing to get me through stress. If I was feeling very down and lonely, I would just put on Breakfast at Tiffany's or something. Um, I avoided this film, like The Plague. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I did not watch The Unforgiven when I was going through my Audrey Hepburn phase because there's a lot of issues with it. A lot. A lot, a lot. A lot. And uh, not enough to say a that lot. we'll get to a normal deep dive lengthy episode. A lot. But yeah, there's there's enough to talk about, I would say. <laughs> um, but the main reason I had avoided it was because like Audrey Hepburn herself had basically disowned it for reasons of her own we'll get into. Because oh. um, it's very sad. Uh, yeah, it's fun, <laughs> fun deeping diving. Uh, it, hopefully, we'll find out. Okay. We'll see what the views are like. But, All right. Uh, see, I saw the other page that you had, and I was like, "You gave it, okay?" Yeah, yeah, I no, won't that's spoil. yeah, uh, yeah. It's a different grade. I was, I was, I watched a movie for our Bangers and Hash episode. Uh, that got really good grade. Uh, yeah. Bangers and Hash. If you, if you, listening couch potatoes out there don't know, that is an exclusive episode available only for our patrons. Patrons like Don and Mike, who submitted this episode. That's which, right. Yeah, something you can do as well if yeah. you want. Which you can do that by going to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Yes. You gotta you do have to submit uh some cash for a tier. Yeah, you do. But I think it's worth it. Because we do this for free. Indeed. Well, this particular episode I do I feel like we're paid for. But <laughs> we do the podcast for free, so we uh, appreciate anything that you can provide if you appreciate our yeah. show. And if you can't provide cash, you can still provide feedback. Feedback That's is right. very very much uh, beloved. Um, so, you know, get yeah. in the comments, send us emails, whatever. Talk also, to us tell life. your friends, yeah. uh, you know, your that's always ones. important, yeah. too. Like, you know, we're, I think we're at the stage right now where we got a, a pretty decent base, but we're not quite breaking through to uh, to really yeah, the great grow. beyond. Yeah. yeah. And if you hate us, tell your enemies. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, cover all bases yeah. there. And if you really do hate us, let us know, because uh, I guess I want to... I want to do better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, man. Leave us comments. Like, yeah, it's very appreciated. Uh, just listening is appreciated too. So, yes, thank you, you for do listening. Anything. Yeah, thank you. Here we are. Yes, The Unforgiven, our second John Huston film. 
in this podcast since oh. this podcast creation. What did we do? And you don't remember? Uh huh. John Houston, famous for Queen of Africa. Uh, or the, sorry, I always do that. It's not it's the Queen the of African Africa. Queen. The African Queen. A really good movie. A really, yeah. I, I remember we enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also, movie. I'm seeing here, did The Treasure of Sierra Madre, I didn't see which that. is important. Uh, but biggest, <laughs> his biggest one is Maltese Falcon. I okay, watched that I've for. Heard uh, that, but yeah. I haven't. Seen we watched it. Uh, not you and me, but we watched it for a. I've um, heard of the Misfits. Yeah, yeah, Misfits too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember watching the Maltese Falcon way back in college because I had this really awesome um, mystery uh, writing class. It was, mm. uh, like, not us writing, but it was uh, an, uh, analyzing the mystery genre, basically. That sounds cool. And one of them that we read was uh, the Maltese Falcon. I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say Sam, but I don't think it's Sam. I think that's the the main character of the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, Sam Spade. Shit. Um, oh. Who did the novel? Dashiell Hammett. How Dashiel. could I forget the name? Dashiell Hammett. Yeah, I remember reading that a long time ago, and we had to watch the movie before really the class like as well. Shield. Yeah, it's a good name. Dashiell. Yeah. I like it. Um, but yeah, John Houston, <laughs> father of Andri- Angelica Houston. Beautiful I wonder. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either until I saw it here right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, he's a good filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and he had a vision for this story, because he, uh-huh. he was hired to direct this film written by Ben Maddow and David Wolf. It is about... Uh, anything in general? Like I, uh, I'll, I can, I can, I'll, I'll do a synopsis. I'll do it. I mean, what is the deep dive? So we can get into it. Yeah. So, um, the Zachary family. Is that their name? Yeah, that's their the Zacharys. Uh, they are oh, thriving right. in the Texas frontier. I could even have told you it took place in Texas. It was in honest. Texas. Well, it was right there in the end of that first sentence. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I get your inspiration. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying this movie does such a poor job at establishing itself. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Um, they mentioned Texas a couple times, but uh, you know, uh, I I don't know enough about uh, the frontier to give any uh, weigh in on its accuracy yeah. for damn sure. Um, but anyhow, they uh, are uh, cattle drivers, and they work with another family. I, I um, Rollins. Uh, the Rollins. Uh, Zeb Rollin is the leader of that family, and uh, Ben Zachary, played by Burt Lancaster, is one of our stars. Yes, good old Burt. Good old Burt. Um, Audrey Hepburn plays his little sister, Yay. Rachel. Now Rachel was adopted. Yes, yeah, and their yes. and their old Wild West ancient ways. Yes, it, it, no legal process for sure. Thank God for them. Yes. Well, sorry. Thank God for the end of the film. Then. Yes. Yeah. There's no yes. legalities. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your turn at the end of the film. We'll get to. <laughs> so the. The mother, uh, Matilda Zachary, played by Lillian Gish, she and her husband, who was later killed by uh, uh, Kiowa people, they adopted this this baby that they found, yes. supposedly. After their daughter had died. After their daughter had died. So, you know, uh, Matilda was able to nurse the baby and, and things like that. Yes. Later in the movie, uh, his name was Abe Kelsey, 
this I guess this is actually very early in the movie. Joseph Weissman. Yeah, that was like the only intriguing thing for a little while in the film. Yeah. Was when he was like just showing up and it's like, yeah. well, who is this guy? He's almost like a ghost. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. it would be. Because again, yeah. I I had I had avoided this movie because I only knew that, you know, certain people who worked on the film hated it. And right. specifically John Houston and, and Audrey really? Hepburn. They wow. both hated this film. Wow. I'll explain. So Abe Kelsey comes onto this screen and he's like, I am the spirit of vengeance. Yeah, he's got and, a saber. Yeah, yeah, he's got a, a, saber, a saber. And uh, yeah, he really s- freaks out Rachel. She goes, tells her mom, yada, yada. And, and her, her mom's, mom's freaked like, out. Her mom's definitely freaked out about it. And, and, and it seems pretty obvious that she knows who this person is. But she checks coy. Yes. Yes. I won't let anyone and, know that he's back. Uh, you know, when Ben comes back from Wichita, <laughs> he uh, seems to know this Abe Kelsey as well. Oh, that's right, because Abe Kelsey's been chasing him from town to town. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that part, and they've been keeping it from the younger kids. Yeah. So the other two Zacharys are Cash Zachary, played by uh, Audie Murphy. Where's the other one? It's Andy... Andy Zachary played by Doug McClure. Yeah. Um, Cash was initially supposed to be replaced by, or played by somebody, um, who was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Richard Burton. Uh, But uh, Richard Burton wanted equal billing with Burt Lancaster, and Burt Lancaster was like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure Burt was one of the producers, because it was was the the production company's name was... uh, Something Lancaster, something else. Oh, I don't remember what it. Uh, Hecht Hill Lancaster, yeah, but I don't sounds... know if that was actually Burt Lancaster. Yeah, formed, formed by, by actor yeah. Burt Lancaster. Yeah, so he was just like fuck you to that one guy to to Richard Burton. It was like we're hiring Audie Murphy because he'll accept a lower uh, price <laughs> and lower billing. Well. You know, for playing an extremely racist character, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a racist character who turns the tide in the yeah, third act. Jeez, uh, yeah, I love that they made him the hero. Yeah, yeah that, that was made nice. me so happy. Yeah, at the end. oh yeah. boy, oh boy. Hear the sarcasm. People. That's not real <laughs> yeah, excitement no, out there. No, no, no. So uh, Andy is like very young uh, to explain his character because I think racist is enough for Cash. Yeah, pretty um, much. Uh, Andy is like this really innocent uh, young guy who's I don't know if he's supposed to be older than Rachel or not. not right, sure. about the same age ish. Yeah, and anyhow, he is very excited to go on his first ride to Wichita, driving the cattle with his big brother Ben, because they're going to get him a glass of beer. Yay! <laughs> that's like the best thing in the movie for me. Right? Alcohol! <laughs> well, that's not what he's even talking about. He wants to go yeah, see yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the women. ladies. <laughs> yeah. He's very excited about the trip to Wichita. He is. There is another individual with him as well, um, which is mildly important to why John Huston hates this film, uh, and that was Lost Bird, um, played by Carlos Rivas, Ben has hired this man as, uh, as a, that was Johnny Portugal. Oh, you're right, Johnny Portugal is yes. the, yeah played by John Saxon. Ben has hired a uh, he is I think a Kiowa. They I don't think they actually expressly say he has nothing to do with the plot in the end. No, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um. So I but he is hired on, and when Ben comes back with uh, him being hired on and all their new cattle and whatever. Mm. 
Cash goes crazy because he's like, this is uh, a Native American person, and I hate Native Americans. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he uses a lot more slurs. There's a, a, a terrible amount of slurs in this movie. Yeah, it is a 1960 film, yes. so there's a, there's um, a lot of... Uh, not to excuse it. No, not to excuse it at all. But, but yeah, there's a lot of it going not, on. And not to say that they wouldn't put some of that in a film based in this period, yeah. but the heroes probably wouldn't be saying it over and no. over and over and that's, again. So that brings me to why John Huston has disowned this film. Because uh, he hates this film, I guess. Um, he wanted it to address yeah. the racism against Native Americans. He wanted it to be very controversial. And it seemed he like it to... was going to go that Exactly, way. it did. Yeah, because he wanted the hero to be on Native American side and to be friendly with Native Americans. Except when the Native American person, or anybody in general, touches his little sister, Rachel. If somebody touches Rachel, he's very protective, Ben is. Yeah. And uh, they, they only use one scene where the... Um, Either Johnny Portugal, I, th- I think it's Johnny Portugal, touches, yeah. uh, touches like, takes something out of Rachel's hair, yeah, like a pearl. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, a bear, a, whatever you call those sticky, yeah. thorny things. Yeah. Uh, he pulls one of those out of her hair, real nice and everything, and then Ben mm. goes crazy on him. Beats the shit out of him. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then, uh, and then he's but like. Not because he's racist. Yeah, not because he's racist. Yeah. Because he doesn't even fire Johnny. He no. just he he's just like he's making a point to everybody. Yeah, like, don't, don't touch my yeah, sister. Exactly. And like it's yeah, it, it, John Houston though wanted to address the ill treatment of Native Americans in our country, specifically in this in this time period, in the sixties, yeah. the fifties, because um, there's you know it's it's still bad today, but and, it was and very it's bad also. Then just like right in the middle of the civil rights yeah, exactly yeah. and the producer said no 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 we don't want controversy we want fun action film which is hilarious to me because this film is not in any way a fun action film it, a filled <laughs> with controversy yeah, it's filled with controversy yeah. <laughs> and, and, but like yes yeah, so that's why the tone is muddled because like half of the film is what john houston wanted it to be which is you know our hero is is actively being an individual who is just like no i will hire native american people yeah. because i just need a worker and they are really good at working and this that's all in, this individual yeah. is, uh, has the skill to do what exactly I yeah. and it's just like that's that's what his hero was supposed to be but then there's a moment where the producers i guess you know stepped in and forced the hand into being like no 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 we don't want to address we want you to kill these yeah bastards yeah make them the villains at the end because uh surprise lo and behold uh we hinted that rachel was adopted or found Uh, it turns out that audrey hepburn belgium belgian audrey audrey hepburn yeah Yeah. (laughs) british born Uh, well, English, right? Like she's from Belgium, so like I guess right. not British born. Well, it's well on her IMDb. It says uh, she is the British, British actor. actor. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very funny that she uh, turns out to be of Native American birth. Yeah. Uh, I say funny. It's not funny. It's, it's it's not. No. No. And you know, like I when when they first show her in the first scene, you're like, oh man, they sure did put a lot of sun makeup on her. Yep. Uh huh. And actually, uh-huh. there was a moment for me, too, where I was uh, struggling because, you know, she's like the first person you see in the film. 
And I was looking at her, I was like, I know that's Audrey, but that does not look like Audrey. Yeah. And I was just like, man, that, like, what did, what did they do to her? Yeah. And then after, like, after a few months, with her, once you find out that she was found, I was just like, oh, no. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought that that storyline could work uh, if they actually hired a Native American person who was, you know, who... Uh, could pass as as white yeah yeah if they had, uh, yeah. Get, making an actual story about that like if somebody were to take this and remake it and actually make it about how racism is bad mm. i'd be totally down but you know there were no native american people as far as i'm aware yeah as far as i'm aware too none i and, think most of the kiowa and yet a lot of kiowa people died in the movie yeah yeah exactly yeah and i think mo- all of them were white people in red face i'm pretty sure and i'm pretty sure as we've already mentioned johnny portugal john saxon italian born yes Amer- well sorry american uh, yeah but of uh, italian, italian heritage descent, yeah <clears throat> uh <laughs> carlos uh Rivas, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure it. either. Born in El Paso, Texas, to a German father and Mexican mother. Still okay, could have so, Native American ancestry. So probably ancestry. does have yeah. some. But anyhow, he plays uh, Lost Bird. Yes. And which is... that it, he comes because of the word spreading by Abe Kelsey. Mm-hmm. He comes to claim rachel as his sister and he he very diplomatically offers horses in exchange you know which does kind of put that the culture values her as property yeah and and that's not great but if you think of it from their perspective it's like okay if we come to these white men and do something they understand trade Right. Maybe we will get our our daughter yeah. back. Plus, it also like they they could have gone like the the uh, kind of cliched route of where they were just like savages and just come yeah. in and raid the house to try yeah. to get her in the this first place. This is definitely better. This is definitely that. better than that. They definitely, as you said, tried a diplomatic approach. Um, Lost Bird also, I think, has meaning in Native American culture. Mm. Oh, here it is. Applied by some plain Native American tribes to Native children adopted by white people. So, kind of... That's interesting. Kind of weird that the... the character named Lost Bird would would be coming to... It's just supposed to, like, mirror... Yeah. Yeah. I I, I feel like that's there for people who know Native American culture to... Yeah. to, uh, To pick up on. But anyhow, uh, what they do with Lost Bird is pretty sad. Yeah, it's really the the third uh, act of this film is god awful. Yeah, it, it really really turns. So they they um like I thought this the last scene with Abe Kelsey was interesting. Yeah, because everybody was trying to deny that it was true that yeah. Rachel was Native American, and they're gonna hang this guy, and they're gonna hang this guy for lying. Yeah, but Matilda knows it's true. Yeah. And she's the one who actually ends up hanging Abe. Yeah, because she goes berserk. Yeah. Anyhow, once they get back home and Cash is like, she is Native American. I hate her. Yada, yada, yada. And he leaves. That's the crazy thing, too. This guy has been her brother since, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And just immediately, because this is like, she's Native American born? Nope, don't like her anymore. And he just leaves. And, you know, if they were to give a little bit more 
focus on why Cash thinks the way he does, mm -hmm. I think it would be better. His even, father was killed yeah. by a Kilwa person. Yeah, and like even if they had just followed him when he left, like if yeah. the story would take just a little time to like follow him and like see him through that journey of being like discovering his own hatred and his own racism and being like, I'm at fault here. This yeah. is something I need to work on. That would have made him more of a hero when he comes back in the right. third act to save right. them from the Kiowa when they start attacking. It doesn't happen, though. <laughs> There's so much this movie could have done to make yes. itself better. Yes, definitely. Um, and, yeah, so the Kiowa come back to ask for Rachel again. After they, after they provide proof to the Zachary family that she is part of their tribe. Like, they leave their records of the tribe yeah. in their house and uh the zachary's response to that is to burn it yeah anyways it, yeah it gets it really turns really fast so the kiowa are lined up just there's just three of them with with a symbol of peace like hey we want to talk parlay and Andy's like, they want to parlay, Ben. And Ben's character just totally flips. Yeah, he's just like, shoot him. Yeah. Kill one of them. Send a message. Yeah. It's, and, and it's so that Audrey's character won't leave the house yeah. and, and just get it over with. Right. And it it's like... And apparently from that that moment when, like... Because she, 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 she is willing to be like, I'll go with them. Mm -hmm. To stop everything that's going on, I will go with them. And they're just like, no, that's not happening. And that's when he's, as you said, that's when he's like, you know, that's when he flips and is just like, kill the guy. And from that burst of romance between yeah. Rachel and well, Ben. There, I think, I think they did pretty well establishing that in the first Yeah, time, like they, they definitely like each other. Yeah. However, throughout the whole movie, they still call each other brother and sister. Yeah. Until that moment. And then like once that moment happens, it's like, we could be a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think... In the moment where he's like, let's have a marriage, uh, I think he's pretty sure they're all going to die. Yeah. So he wants to get the <laughs> so, fact that he has feelings off his chest. Right. And now that they all survive at the end, he's yeah, like, like, fuck, now I have to marry this girl who's like 12 my years my <laughs> junior. And I'm going to call her sister throughout our entire oh, lives. God. <laughs> sister Rachel? <laughs> That's my sister wife? Oh, you have... <laughs> More wives? Are you married to the same person? I don't understand. I don't know if she's my wife, but she's also my sister. It's fucking uh, weird, man. And when they yeah. kiss too, it's even more weird because like they have that romantic moment where they're just like in the heat of the battle. It's like oh, yeah. no lip locked. Yeah, and I'm just like, like oh my god, like and it, that's when Cash comes. In. Yeah, yeah, so it turns the tide and saves the day. <sighs> One man against thirty Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. somehow he's okay. Oh my god, it's yeah. The ending is dumb. I really hate yeah. it. Um, I do like the piano thing. That was kind of fun. But yeah, there's a bit to it I liked, yeah. 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 Yeah, they use the piano like so that was racist too though. Yeah. So like the Kiowa back off and have this ceremony of sorts where they're playing flutes and playing and drums and stuff like that. Yeah. And Zachary's like they're getting magic off their flutes. We'll show them some magic of our own. Come on, Andy. <laughs> Highest two. <laughs> yeah, and they put they bring out the the oh Zachary can lift the piano by himself yeah, too. Yeah, that's pretty ben good. that is, yeah. and and so Ben and Andy take the piano out there, 
and they open it up, and he says, "Play him some magic, Mama." <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does. She play. does. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little moment. It kind of harkens to World War Two, where you hear like those kind right. of stories where there were ceasefires on like Christmas, and they would hear the right. music playing of everybody. So it's like it's a nice little call out to that. How there's those moments in battle. Um, but I mean, immediately, immediately the Kiowa attack. They attack the piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, Evil oh my piano. god, <laughs> these people are bad. They just killed our piano. <laughs> <laughs> we better get them, kill them, damn it. <laughs> well, piano didn't cost nothing. First they want her sister, now they killed our piano. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, it's awful, man. It's so stupid. Yeah, and then they get because we were. I remembered we had a, a hanging thread there of Lost Bird um, at the very end. Oh yeah. Rachel gets the uh, gets the make to the decision once more. Do I go with the Native Americans or do I shoot the lo- uh, shoot my Lost brother. Bird? Yeah, do my I brother. shoot my lost long brother? My actual brother yeah. too. Yeah. Who and, only came here out of concern for me. Yeah, and when he found her, too, was very just like, come with me. Like, come yeah. on. Like, he's Sister. not threatening at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think he has a weapon on him no. at that moment. And she just shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, two Whoa. moments in the battle. So, like, they do try to build up to it. Yeah. Like, there's one moment where she can't shoot him, and he rides off again. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the, that last moment where they're face-to-face, and she shoots him right in the gut. Yeah, it's awful, man. Yeah, it's the worst. And there's another reason. That's that's it for the synopsis part, but there's one last reason to thing to discuss. I mean, there's a lot to discuss still, but... Uh, Audrey Hepburn's reason for disowning this yes, film. Yes, I do want to know. She was in rehearsal... She was riding a horse. She got bucked off the horse and broke her back. Oh my god! Caused a miscarriage. Oh no! So yeah, the production was shut down for quite a few months as she recovered, and when she was able to return, she did so without any like enjoyment. She yeah. it was on a tr- contract at this point, and it just had to be finished. And she was playing a racist character. To playing, boot. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just. Uh, I can understand why it would be painful for her yeah. to even think about this film. She took credit for it, I guess. Like She was just like, it was my fault. I, I, I messed up when I was doing the rehearsal. I'm thinking it might be also on the film's mm. fault. Maybe like yeah. don't have a pregnant woman. I don't know if she was pregnant at the time or if it caused a miscarriage because of that afterwards. Pretty no, sure. I'm pretty sure she would have to be pregnant to yeah. cause a miscarriage. Well, I mean, I mean, like, I don't know if... Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But th- she might not have known she was pregnant. Maybe not. At this, at, in which case, yeah, I get it. I won't blame the filmmakers if they had no idea. But it definitely just seemed like a bad set in general. I mean, <laughs> similar old to, Hollywood also just didn't yeah. give a fuck. I mean, it's similar. We we still have these stories today. Case in point, uh, Alec Baldwin yeah. getting uh, yeah. sued for manslaughter. I was talking to my mom the other day where you know she was just like, what's going on with this? Like I, yeah. She didn't understand the details. Uh, if you don't know, it's not uh, the way I have to explain it to people is it's not Alec Baldwin, the actor getting sued. It's Alec Baldwin, yeah. the producer getting sued because yeah. he's producing this film. Absolutely no reason whatsoever why any of these circumstances should have happened. Yeah, that caused uh, him to be holding a gun with, that was loaded. Yeah, with, that had a either a blank or an actual bullet in it. I don't remember which, but like blanks kill people too, guys. Like if if saying it right now, if you don't know, a, a gun with blanks. Held to somebody's head will cause death. Oh, yes. Like, it's still, yes. you can still There's kill people. It's still with a that. gun powder explosion. There's just yeah. no bullet. Yeah. 
And, uh, and like, as the Prestige mentions, all you have to do is put, like, something in there, like a pellet, a rock, anything. Yeah. And, you know, you can you can kill a man or a woman or a folks of a general. Yeah, he, he there's so many things about that movie set that Al Gore was on. There's a lot of, like, warnings. People were quitting because of poor set management. And, like, there's, there's so much to it that, yeah... He did commit manslaughter, you know. Yeah. It's just like it's it's very much apparent that there were a lot of warning signs, and they kept going. Yeah. And like, and in most movies, if you ever see somebody holding a gun to somebody in a movie, it's movie magic. Like it's 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 either a fake gun that's right. like incredibly fake, and there's no like if you pull the trigger, it's just like a little wooden block that's like yeah. And, but it looks like a gun. It looks nice. Most often, you're not gonna have a a real gun. Or any kind of like right. gun prop that, that that could kill like, it. and if you want it to look real, if a producer is, or the director is very adamant that it looks real, that gun won't be pointed at people. Yeah, you'll have the camera angled in a way exactly. that it looks like they're pointing at them, but in fact they're pointing like two feet to their left or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, no reason that should have happened, but that's ex- like just like with with the unforgiven. And it, it was the DP that got shot, right? I can't remember. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the, yeah. the camera person. I don't remember like all the statistics. I just remembered I had to had to look it up because I remembered seeing that he was being charged for manslaughter. I was like, oh no, did he kill yeah. Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Is he trying to become the Donald Trump now? He's like, he got, he got too deep into the character. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he'll appreciate that joke. Hi, hi Alec. Hi, Alec. Uh, <laughs> listening from prison. But no, Audrey did leave. Um, she left acting for a year um, after this film to she actually had another kid I think you know recovered for a whole probably like a year or two years but then she returned with Breakfast at Tiffany's mm. her you know, biggest her, role her ever big role, yeah. so like I can understand why she would disown this film because one it's fucking awful yeah like, I, I think there was just a lot of potential for it to be cool but like as soon as the slurs started flying like yeah. almost every other line I was right. over it yeah yeah, I don't I know. Could, I How much even, time have we been? Uh, probably like 30. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Which is not like I mean, a deep dive length, yeah. but I feel like there's not a lot to deep dive into this one. I feel like there there could be, um, we could have our conversation still about something that always bothers me, which is producers getting their grubby little hands into the film. Yeah. Because I feel like, as you were saying, if Houston had gotten to have his way and make this film about racism... Mm-hmm. There could have been something here. Yeah, there could have been. I mean, up until that third act, it still really felt like it was going to go that way. Like, uh, there was obviously... It was obviously dated yeah, up to that point. Yeah, terribly dated. But, yeah, but, yeah, but just that third act just ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, why Why uh, are these people the who are ju- just looking for their sister the villains in this story? Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I was literally just like... I was incredibly bored for the first two acts, and I was I was sitting through it. I was like on my phone a lot, but I was still paying attention mildly. And when that when that t- turn happened with Ben's character and the third act mm-hmm. took off, I, I shit you not, I was just like my jaw was on the floor, just like what the fuck, yeah. <laughs> what is this? Come on, Bert. And yeah, I I think uh, to to get into that discussion, producers, if you if you're a producer out there, let your fucking director direct. Yeah. Let them be the creator. You are not the creator. You do yeah. not have you should not have say you give money. And I feel like that's the sad thing is is the people who are giving the money have too much say right now. Mm. All you're to do 
is to give them the money and let them make their vision, like to do their jobs. Their jobs is making their vision come to life. You keep out of it. Your job is to give them money and make sure they stay on budget and on task. Yeah, I think they're all super afraid that they're going to be the subject of the next Citizen Kane movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That makes sense. (laughs) They're like, fuck. (laughs) We don't want that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are are historical, like, things going on in the 60s that would make them not want to address that kind of stuff. I'm sure. But, man, if they had just let him do that, this movie could have... It could have... Yeah, it could have been... I don't know if it you know had any oscar buzz on it or anything i, I highly doubt it got uh, any kind of but notice. you know if it really had a poignant statement to make it could have all all we Ludicrous. have <laughs> all we have in the reception spot of wikipedia oh my god stanley kaufman of the new republic described the film as ludicrous that's <laughs> that's all they got yeah it's it's dumb Just keep your fucking hands out of it producers like yeah like it, it, it's it's very annoying because we still see that today. We still see Marvel did that a lot in the first act, like first until they gave like the reins fully to Kevin Feige, and he still does that himself too. Sure, but like you know, Ant Man plagued with those issues. The first Ant Man film because like they had Edgar Wright. Right, Edgar Wright wanted to do his film, and it would have been damn good. We have a little taste of his film in that. Like, um, what's the what's his friend's name? I can never remember that actor's name. Oh, Louise Michael Pena. Michael or is it Michael Pena? I think you're right. And man, I don't want to see the new movie. I don't want spoilers. I just want the cast Ant-Man list. film. Oh. I don't want these spoilers. I just want Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Okay, good. Hey, yeah. it is Louise. Yeah, as the character Louise. Nice. Look at us. <laughs> we know movies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, those moments with Michael Pena's character in Ant-Man, those are most likely what Edgar Wright had written because it feels very Edgar Wright-ish, that, that, how he's like telling a story, but like you're seeing the story unfold, but only with Michael Pena's voice for all the characters. Yeah. Like, that feels like That's a Michael really Pena funny. joke. Yeah. I don't know if it is, but it felt like it. And like those are the moments where I'm just like, man, if we had just let Michael Pena make this comedy, it would have been good. The, the problem was the producers got in there and were like, no, 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 no. We need more action. We need more of this. We need more more Yellow Jacket. Or, like, or whatever that fucking character's Yellow name was. Ja- I mean, if they actually made him a character, that would have been fine. Yeah. But yeah, they just, <laughs> wanted, they just want their fight. And it's the same thing. Like, Black Panther had little bits of that. Like, that whole third act. Like, how they had to have a fight. Or uh, the original, one? like, where, where Killmonger and Black Panther are fighting in that, yeah. that awful dark scene that I, I can't oh, stand. Oh, yeah, because you can't tell them apart. Yeah. That's and, the worst part of yeah, it. Yeah, and it's just like, I feel like that was a producer decision. I feel like that was them stepping in. Like, you need to have a big fight at the end, you know? You can't just have this, like, political story. And, hmm. like, it, it would have been fine. I it, do like, think the fight's that still good. them fighting was... Kind of felt like where that story was going. Right. But it, it could have been done much better. I feel like they, they made them go bigger and badder, you know, make mm. it CGI and give me all this gold stuff. And, like, it's it, it's just, it's those moments. Those big, like, DC plagued by oh, 100%. it. 100%. Yeah, so many issues with Especially DC producers the, stepping in. Uh, the first Suicide Squad. Movie. Oh, my God. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's another one in, in Marvel, too, that's, uh, um, the new Doctor Strange movie into the uh, or right. Doctor Strange. I didn't mind Madness. that movie though. It's not bad, but you can see the moments where it's Sam Raimi yeah. and the moments where it's producers telling Sam Raimi again what to do. Like Spider-Man Three. Mm. Oh, I feel so bad for Sam yeah. Raimi. 
because he had a vision, and the producers like stepped in and were like, no, don't yeah. do this. Yeah. And it ruins films. Whenever producers step in, they ruin the damn film. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that yeah, you ruin this yeah. film. You think that you're you, you think you're you're fixing the film because you all they're focused on is getting the money returned. Right. That's all they care about. They want money and that's it. And they think all these things because they've done all these tests and they know that audience react to all these things. And so all these things need to be in these films. No. Audiences react well when a vision when a director's vision is, is fulfilled. Yeah, fulfilled. Properly recognized everything. Yeah. And uh, I guess last thing to say, because I just want to talk about DC, because <laughs> we mentioned that. I'm excited for DC's future. I'm not yeah. terribly excited for like all the titles they released and talked about, but it definitely seems like uh, James Gunn and Peter Saffron. Saffron, thank you. Like It seems like, even though they are technically producers, it seems like their vision is going to be met, because it, it seems like obviously there's people funding them and there's going to be other producers but it's just like with marvel where kevin feige gets that say so yeah in all honesty even though it's the director's vision when it comes to marvel and dc it really is these guys's vision it's their story that they're telling they're just hiring these directors to give it their own flair right and so like I'm a little more lenient with them as producers stepping in because yeah, I, I, it's their I, vision in that regard. I don't know if I mentioned this on or off mic, but I appreciate the title architect right. for, for them. That's I don't fair. know that, that that's what they're calling Kevin Feige, but I, I like that title for that position. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I agree because and it's and I think that is a better title for James and, and Peter because, like, I watched James's. Uh, he's he's been very adamant when he's talking about all this shit. Mm-hmm. And people asked him about Henry Cavill as Superman. Like, why did you kick Superman out? And he's like, you know, we could always work with Henry Cavill again. He's like, but for our vision, we need a new Superman. We need a new Batman. And I'm all for that. That's fine. I thought it was funny though because people were, you know, always talking about Henry Cavill. He's like, look, and James Gunn said, look, Henry Cavill got fucked over by the producers uh-huh. who were running this show yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And he said this, like, James Gunn was talking about these people, and he's like, the guys who were running the show before me and Peter got on board dicked him around like crazy. Hmm. And I was just like, you fucking lay into them, James Gunn. Like, you give it to him because he's he's a director who's been plagued with those issues, too, where the producers hmm. come in and tell you what to do. Yeah. And so now it seems like he actually it will be able to do the job, just like, you know, Kevin Feige will be able to do his job. So it's like, I'm hope I'm hopeful for DC. Yeah, because you know, as, as with the Unforgiven, when the producers step in, it's shit. Yeah, and and hopefully I mean, this even what's even look at this the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, it was a superior movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say it's the best movie in the world, right? I'm sure, but it was a good superhero yeah. movie. But it, but it wasn't finished. It needed no. it needed reshoots, and yeah. so. And, and Zach couldn't do it because of yes, sad, uh, sad for, for real legitimate reasons. reasons. Yeah. And uh, Joss, we we all know this story. Joss yeah. took it over, fucked it up. Yeah, and he took it over because the producers wanted the producers him to. Wanted, wanted him to bring more heart into it. Yeah. And he was like, hard on into it. Okay. I can, do that. <laughs> I can bring hard ons. Batman's going to have a real hard on for Superman. <laughs> when he shows up, we're going to see the biggest smile Ben Affleck's ever had. All right, let's do closing statements. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Unforgiven. Let's do it. I hate this film. It's. Yeah. I'm, I'm really sad that it's the first uh, Audrey Hepburn we talked. Yeah. Um, but it, all it means 
is that from here on out when we talk Audrey Hepburn, it's uphill. Uphill. Because they're all fucking beautiful. Well, not all of them. Most of them are fucking beautiful. Like, so, yeah, a lot of them are really good. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's one I haven't seen that I think is billed as a horror um, that I'm very excited for. Um, do to do, do. I think it's called like the waiting. Maybe it's well, not. Well, maybe after our next Wait playlist here, we could do a little Audrey Hepburn. Um, Dude, I would love that. Yeah, playlist. home invasion thriller. Yeah, it just it sounds fun. Interesting. Mel Ferrer. I know that name for oh, for some he reason. Looks like he'd be a good. Uh, villain character. I don't know why I know this name, Elfair. Oh, because he was married to Audrey. Ah. Ah, I got it. Yeah, so like there's certain films of hers that I still haven't seen, but a lot of her romances I fucking love. She does what she can in this film. You can definitely see that her heart was not in it at a certain point. I feel like there's certain scenes where you can really tell that she's just there. Yeah. And those are most likely scenes that were shot after the sad um, breaking of her back and miscarriage. Yeah. Um, her life is plagued with issues. She's had a oh, lot of. Definitely. She's got a lot of those kind of stories. Because um, I feel like she had like two or three miscarriages. Yeah. And some people it it happens more easily yeah. than others. And and she's got a lot of sad things. And this is one of those sad things. Is this whole movie? I gave it a two star on the paper. But that was, I don't know, I feel like I was just being nice, because I really do feel like this is a one-and-a-half-star film. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's not that it's great. Really I was thinking about giving it a full face until we started talking about it. I was thinking about giving it a full face out of the pure fact that it is an old movie. And it's, but, it's competent. It, 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 like, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you've mentioned with, with full faces before that it doesn't necessarily mean they're good, but they are... Yes. Yeah. But I realized going back to some of our older episodes that I used to give out more half faces. You want to get back to being mean. Yeah. Well, this is not a good movie. I don't recommend this movie. Half a face. Yeah. I don't think that the fact that it's dated is a good excuse, especially given what the director has had to say about the film. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So um, I hope. I like I, I don't know Don and Mike's thoughts when they yeah. submitted it. I hope this is what they were wanting. I hope they were wanting us to dive into like the, the, the issues with, with this film. I, I hope um, so too. If you guys love the film, I'm very sorry. Maybe rewatch <laughs> it. Uh, rewatch it with what we have talked about at least, because maybe, maybe. with with what we've discussed, yeah. maybe it's a completely different film in their minds yeah. now. And if you want to pull your Patreon funding, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> But I mean, no. At the same time, we do we do respect these kind of films um, being discussed. So yeah. If, if uh, again, go to Patreon.com/slash/GreenFaces. If you have something that you like, a, a film that has issues, yeah, that you will want us to talk about. And you know, again, if if you do submit a film and you love it, and we don't love it, just you know, be respectful. We all we all have opinions. Yeah, yeah it's just an opinion. Yeah. We're not saying that you're stupid or racist for liking this film. No. But it's a it's, stupid yeah. racist film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of like, because like people can watch Breakfast at Tiffany's and, and not like and it. not like it at all, and they can ask me, you know, it's just like, why do you like this? And I'll be like, I like Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> like, she's the, really good in it. She's really fucking good in it. Like, she, and she's beautiful. I like. I was. Uh, I understand now, looking back at my younger days, why when I was watching it, why I was so infatuated with her is because I fucking wanted to be her. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that then, right. but now as an adult, I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to be like, I want to <laughs> do a cosplay as uh, as uh, Holly Golightly from breakfast to tiffany's nice. like 
With the pillbox hat. Yeah, I love that pillbox hat. She <laughs> she was a staple of fashion. That was yeah. that's another thing that's fascinating about Audrey Hepburn is like, um, I, I have a book somewhere around here that's uh, a fashion. Um, it's Audrey Hepburn, like the, the her style yeah. throughout the years, because she had a, I don't remember his name, but she had a fashion designer, a stylist nice. that she was with for years, and like. That dude knew how to dress fas- fashion fanciable or fanciable women. Like, fanciful. fanciful. Fanciful is the word I'm looking fanciable. for. Fanci- fanciable. <laughs> but yeah, the Unforgiven, thank you for joining us so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It's it's unforgettable and it's unforgiving. We will never forgive this Wait, film. No. It, it is its namesake. <laughs> I am also my namesake, the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I am partially my namesake the faceless leon safe travels and good night i'm not gonna elaborate oh no (laughs) (laughs) green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 are you a fan of the show feel free to contact us at green and faceless fans at gmail.com or visit our patreon page at patreon.com slash green and faceless don't forget to comment like and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.